0: From Pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network, it's the Josh J.P. philosophy. So here they are, Josh Cohen and J.P. Plunkett. So guys, each week we try to do what we call the weekly quandary. I don't know if this is so much of a quandary, but it's it's a question. And we talked a little bit before we started recording the subject was zoom calls and JP you said you, being uh in real estate you don't do a ton of them Josh you probably do more we all have to do some of them i guess mm-hmm. here's my question to you guys will they continue after we start getting back to work or will they fall off and and, and if so do people have to actually like sort of up their Zoom call games, you know, everything, everything you did as a professional before, you know, having an office that's presentable, you know, making sure you make the first impression on everybody. Do we have to start thinking about that via a uh, video conference? Josh, you want to start on that one?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, certainly as you can see my beautiful office with the pictures in the back of my family, it's not bad. Yeah. I always try to look at the positive, the positive side of this whole thing has been, I've been able to, you know, have an incredible amount of activity. And meet with a significant amount more people because I don't have to drive anywhere. Mm-hmm. That being said, the personal touch is so important. And sitting across the table from somebody, obviously, we can't shake hands anymore, apparently. But sitting across the table from somebody, having that conversation, developing that face-to-face relationship, and certainly in my business, uh, and obviously in JP's business, is significant. I think Zoom has is done. Done well by by me, but literally it's it's exhausting, and um, having meetings every hour on the hour and talking to people, some of which you don't know that well on the phone, and trying to develop a relationship is quite difficult.
0: Yeah, it's hard. I was thinking that there have been some people that I've a lot of people that I've met via Zoom. And I hope to meet them in person one day. It's going to be, you know, people look different in person than they do on video. Like you might not even recognize them. Hey, you're the person I knew from Zoom. How about you, JP? Well, I I think that
2: there's on one hand, Zoom's been fantastic in that a number of calls that we have every every day and week as commercial um, real estate brokers and advisors are just regular phone calls, texts, emails with no visual whatsoever. There have been some Zoom calls that would have otherwise just been traditional old school phone calls or simple texts. Now that Zoom's come to the forefront, those relatively, relatively mundane uh, interactions have been brightened up. Yeah. So that's, that's wonderful. They weren't going to ever be face-to-face live meetings in person. So Zoom has brought some of the dust to, to, to something more interesting. And, and that's great. Um,
0: I've noticed that, too. The default has become you're on camera. When in, in the old days, Zoom calls certainly existed, but a lot of people would log on on their computer, but then they turn the camera off, you know. So we're just but I'm talking. saying, yeah.
2: even, even Dave, yeah. a lot of our Zoom calls two-plus months ago would have just been phone
0: calls. Audio only, right. right. Audio
2: only. Yep. So now that Zoom is um, a common word amongst, um, the, the American public, we've upped it. So an audio only call often now is zoom. So that's fantastic. That's a blessing that came out of uh, the COVID-19, um, mayhem. Now to me, on the other hand, something that's just awful is there's just only so many times you can try to show a commercial building to somebody via zoom. Um, or or, or going to a network event where you can break off and talk to one or two people over a beer or a glass of wine or shoot the breeze that way, then fiddle in with some other people. I'm sorry. The the bigger discussions, they run at about 20% of effective rate as it relates to good old-fashioned, live in-person human interaction. But the audio-only phone calls that are now Zoom, they're five times better. So, like, there's benefit and there's negative, and I don't think anybody's going to really sort it all out, maybe ever. Uh, I personally long for getting back to the good old-fashioned, um, face-to-face, live, you know, in the room. You know, that that I miss it dearly. And in my industry, commercial real estate really is like a bastion of of the olden days. Sure, there it's in the twenty-first century with technology, but not like a lot of other industries. It really is old school, meet and greet. And I think that uh, clients like that, I know that the landlords like it, the brokers like it, the tenants like it, and I'm hoping um, and predicting that we'll get back to it.
1: JP, I got a question for you, actually. Yep. I was, uh, you know, along these same lines, there was an article in the journal on Sunday, I believe, or Saturday uh, regarding the downtown office space and the impact it'll have. And the general message of the article, I don't know if you saw it or not, I can send it to you was that, hey, this might open up because of, you know, cost of square footage in Boston, for example, it might open up uh, more suburban real estate, uh, commercial real estate as, as far as, uh, you know, tent- occupancy and, and people wanting to get, go to the suburbs because it's cheaper and they can have some more of their employees work from home. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. It's a great point, Josh. Great question. A lot of all of that was happening anyways there, in
2: my opinion, there'd been an elephant, um, in the proverbial room for three or four years now. And long before COVID-19 company X could fit 10 pounds of potatoes into a four pound bag, you know, vis-a-vis what they were doing way back, um, uh, because of people hooking up at a Starbucks going into a work bar or a WeWork or just frankly working at their kitchen table or, or, or out of their car. So the, the days of, 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 somebody needing 10,000 office, 10,000 square feet of office space slowly, but surely over the past five years turned into them needing four or 5,000. Nobody really wanted to outwardly say it, but it was, it was an absolute fact. Now that people have to work from home, people have had to admit it. And it's like, whoa, This actually might not be very fun, but it works. I think that the office market will heal. The existing inventory will be fine two, three years down the road. It's going to take that long, I think, for some of the absorption to kick in. But what I'm not predicting is much in the way of new development. Um, I think that the inventory that exists is going to be what Ha- is it's going to be what it is for the next many, many, many years. And any new development will have to be the other food groups of commercial real estate, which means, you know, obviously industrial, which I think will be better than ever because uh, supply chains and logistics mean so very much. And we now know that more than ever, um, you know, he- healthcare related real estate, um, manufacturing, selling. grocery anchored should do quite well. But uh, office space, I think a lot of it will go to the suburban markets, and I think the small dominion type spaces will be absorbed more quickly than the massive spaces that are costly to subdivide. And some of them are going to have to be repositioned into other, um, you know, into other uses. You know, that could be residential, that could be vertical um, farming. As crazy as that might sound. Um, not, not every office building that exists will stay as an office building, but a lot of that was happening any, any ways.
1: Josh, any final thoughts on that? And working with a lot of folks, what I'm finding JP is very similar. I mean, the, the plant-based type businesses, you know, manufacturing, you know, construction, you know, really manufacturing more than construction, obviously, but manufacturing, they need space. And I think that that's, they can do that in Rockland. They don't have to be in, you know, Chelsea.
0: We're at the close of the show here. Hey, gentlemen, what? let the viewers know how best to get in touch with you, whether that be email or, or website or what. How about you, Josh?
1: Email address is Dot C-O-H-E-N, at com, And our new website, mm. as we're launching our brand, uh, I can get you in a second. It's brand new. So, JP, go ahead.
2: So, thank you, uh, J.P. Plunkett with Red Dome Realty. And 617-999-4993 is the best phone number. Email plunkett at r-dome.com. That's P-L-U-N-K-E-T-T at r-dome.com. And then, uh, very quickly, the website is r-dome.com. And we're very uh, active um, on Twitter. We, we really enjoy getting the word out on the commercial real estate world via Twitter. And that's at RedDomeRealty.com. realty.com. I also have a personal account that I uh, enjoy talking about baseball, classic rock and the like, mm. and that's uh, at JP Plunkett. Love it. Uh, many thanks.
1: So uh, a couple, thanks for that JP. Cause that reminded me. So our, um, our Instagram, which we've been very aggressive on recently, is it's it's Legacy FG, and uh, uh, Twitter is at Joshua Ray Cohen, pretty straightforward, and the website is legacyfinancialgroup.nm.com. Financial Group. So, and my phone number, anybody can get a hold of me six one seven five three one nine six zero six. Again, the email. Is joshua, J-O-S-H-U-A, dot at nm.com.
0: Terrific. Thanks for listening, all. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcast. And this has been a production of pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Go to the website if you want your own podcast or check out the entire lineup, and we will see you next week.